Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb with Rick Stevenson, and we are recording the week before the 2023 CrossFit Games, and we've got a fun show coming up for you guys. Rick, how are you? Hanging in there. Yep. The week is the week is upon us. We are uh let's see, Tuesday. Yep, one week out. That'll one week one out, done. It's it goes day one so, to be done in a week. Goes so fast at the end. Um I'm in Madison, so I'm I'm not at the Alliance Center, but I uh the R V is parked at a at a little campground that's I mean a stone's throw from the Alliance Center. I could I can ride my bike there and be there in about ten minutes. It's it's uh, pretty crazy to be in the town already and be this close. Um, How's it feel? How's it look? Is it's it, uh, uh, I mean the Lions Center. Yeah, no, nothing is set up. It's just it's okay. nothing. They, okay. uh, I believe they'll actually start doing that um, maybe Thursday. I think last year is when I started seeing things change Thursday, Friday into the weekend. I believe. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just normal Madison right now. There's nothing special. I mean, it, it's a great town, gotcha. but there's no CrossFit special things happening except uh, at Big Dane CrossFit where. I generally drop in, or at least I have the past couple of years. Uh, I'm starting to see some other games athletes pop in there, and it's pretty fun. Like, just you know, they have regular classes in one section. You got they have a training section, kind of personal training section on the other half of the gym. That's where we do some of our open gym style training, and just bump it into individual athletes, bump it into teams, um, and it will just get busier and busier. And by the end of the week, it will be a madhouse in there, which is. Which is really fun. They're really the only one that uh, puts themselves out as a come and drop in, right? I, I mean, I think from either maybe space or just uh, they they love to interact or they do. They really put themselves out there. There's there's quite a few gyms here that I think are all really good. I've dropped into other gyms on other trips to Madison, um, but uh, Big Dane is uh, they they partner with GoWad and HWPO the week of the games, mm-hmm. and they host a lot of offsite mobility sessions and training sessions. Uh, with hwpo which is really cool gotcha. uh, in fact they have some parking spots out front that uh, say reserved for like justin medeiros or uh, tia claire whoever some m mobility wad sponsored athletes it's it's a it's a great gym and they run a um, they keep it very clean it's it's really great and um, again when i'm in there just you know suffering it, it allows me to give this week before the games gives me a chance to acclimate to the humidity uh that i i'm mm-hmm. still not quite used to uh, just being soaked through my clothes in a training session. Uh, and then, you know, um, kind of get a feel for the area. Be here early. Reduce the stress. I don't have to travel. The only thing I have to do is move our RV Sunday or Monday from our current spot to our parking spot in the RV area at the Alliance Center. Uh, last right. year, we were, we were able to to go in a day early, which was very convenient. Uh, a lot lower stress. But whatever. Yeah. We'll see what they let us do, and we'll be ready. We've got a, a nice 50-amp spot this time with a water hookup. It'll be like living so luxuriously <laughs> at the game. No uh, no stress like last year. Oh, uh, man, we had some power out. stress. You remember I had some stress around power <laughs> I last remember, year. I remember that. Yep. It's it's all about yep. keeping ACs running. You get, They draw a lot of power. Yeah. So And the weather. I haven't looked, but I know you have. Yeah, uh, weather's going to be pretty pretty hot. Or it is expected to be hot, isn't it? Yeah, the next couple of days here are going to be really toasty. And I did see, I think when I looked yesterday, that on Wednesday during our five k run, which I believe that's which we'll talk about in a second. Um, it looks like that's scheduled for next Wednesday. And at the time when I looked, it was going to be ninety four degrees that day. So that is a spicy mm-hmm. cross country run. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. I love the heat. I love running in the heat. I ran in the heat today out here, but it was probably eighty degrees when I ran today. Uh, it was kind of mid-morning um, after a blistering 2K row, which was just the worst. Mm. But I was warm. I was really, really warm. I felt the heat. The sun reflecting off the ground you know, made it really, really toasty. But I just know that 94 degrees is a whole new level. And we're going to have to actually think about strategies to, to uh, not stay, not die. You know, it not die. Right. I don't mean not die, but, but heat can really get nasty um, if you're not careful with it so we'll cross that bridge next week i think the whole i mean where everybody this is this is the time of the time of the summer where very very few areas are escaping it i mean we keep hearing on the news about down south and out west but we're toasty you're toasty i mean it's um it's humid and it's and with that comes some nasty storms so let's hope nothing (laughs) also rolls through madison next Uh, next i know you know we get we keep it up We've always gotten some big storms. 2021, there was tornado warnings. Mm-hmm. And 2022, the night uh, the night after our last event, ooh, 
Wow, that late night. Yeah, that's right. Delayed the events the next morning. But that was a pretty gnarly storm. Um, we had a leak that last summer. One of our windows in the RV was not sealed properly when it was constructed. So water would leak onto the counter when it rained. And I think I captured at least a gallon or two of water from this crazy storm on that Saturday night last year. And then before I headed into your neck of the woods in our RV, uh, I, I fixed that window, got it all sealed up properly because Ohio gave us some really neat storms. I mean, we really More had storms some fun. too. Yeah, yep. it was really oh, fun. Yeah. Well, we've got some so, news. What's mm-hmm. going on in the let's Noble had some news this week. Why don't we start with that? Then we'll talk yeah. about the the events released by CrossFit. Sure, sure. Uh the main thing is and this this I think came out on the 20th. So it's a few days since we last talked, but Noble did get uh an equity investment from uh Invest or excuse me, Impact Capital is the name of the firm, but it's run by Mike. I'm going to hope I get his name right. Mike Repol, which uh, the world knows him as uh, Vitamin Water Man and uh, Body Armor, uh, right. selling both those brands to Coke for uh, just shy of ten billion, I think. So the infusion to Noble probably came at a good time for them. Uh, Noble was certainly in the news uh, a few months ago with their chief marketing officer leaving and uh, some staff cuts. Uh, you know, they made their big splash out of the PGA Tour last year. Uh, they made they were the lead sponsor for the NFL Combine this year. So they are certainly branching out into other sports. But to see the momentum that they've had halt somewhat was a little disconcerting. And now it looks like the, the founders uh, had a had a chance to to recoup or get, get paid a little. And Noble now has the capital that they need to hopefully continue to move forward. So I think that's a real positive and uh, something we'd like to see. Agree. I, I think so too. I've enjoyed Noble as the sponsor of the games, and you know, there it, it, we'll see what where that goes in the future. I, how long is their sponsorship? Was this the last year of their agreement? Like, I think this was the last year. Yeah. yeah. So one more year in Madison mm-hmm. by by contract. I know that. And this was Noble's last year. So does do they re up for a few more years? Do they, uh, you know, do they um, only sign one more year so that when they make a move from Madison, if they make a move from Madison, it's a new sponsor and a new location. There's a whole lot of things that are going to be at play in play over the next uh, six to 12 months. It'll be very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Well, that was that's fun news. And and always like to see any of the players in the CrossFit space when we see, uh, you know, infusions of capital, a little momentum uh, in there. It's it's encouraging because it it shows, I don't know, in, in from my perspective, um, investment into the sport, you know, um, and although, you know, Noble is a brand, it's a, it's a clothing brand. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'd love for it to be the barbell apparel CrossFit games. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, these, I like these guys, but, uh, I've been very happy with the Noble arrangement and it, I wasn't unhappy with Reebok either. I, you know, I'm just very thankful that there, that there are title sponsors that are willing to invest into this sport. So that's, what I'm most appreciative of, of those guys and excited to see where that goes. Uh, I know that we had a couple of announcements in the past week. So last week we were able to talk about possible variations of Helen that we could see. And uh, yeah, I've had, I've had dozens of conversations via text message with other athletes, uh, you know, anywhere from swimming Helen to <laughs> sandbag Helen. I mean, there's, you could do variations of a workout of, uh, are infant. So I think I, we beat that to death last week on the podcast and I've definitely worked through everything mm-hmm. in my head, but uh, very clear workouts have been released. Uh, first was a 5k cross country run that, that uh, CrossFit released, I think Thursday saying that all individual adaptive masters or age group athletes were to be doing the 5k cross country run. So that's great. It's not on an air runner. We know that it's cross country. So we're going to have some hills. We'll have some different types of terrain. I think that's pretty crystal clear. Uh, the other thing Rick that was shared was a, so they, they, they released these three concentric circles, the monostructural mm-hmm. diagram. Yeah. And we yep. love that in CrossFit. Yep. It's, it's what we live for that, you know, constantly varied in these three, uh, you know, these three circles, we've got the weightlifting side of it elements yeah. elements and the the weightlifting side was uh one rep max snatch and one rep max clean and jerk it was called the uh weightlifting olympic weightlifting total right mm-hmm. and right it looks like the individuals and the masters are going to have slightly different format so the masters athletes we have a three minute time cap 
per lift. And that leaves it up for just a little bit of speculation. Like, do, do we get to preload a bar, have three minutes for a snatch? Is there a gap in space into the next three minutes? Or does it immediately go into the next three minutes? Um, you know, my bet is that we probably go right into it. That's what we did last year when we had a max calorie bike, max ca- max uh, uh, pull-up, max front squat. There were no gaps in right. time. You just went... Nope. Finishing one to the next to the next. Um, Five minutes, three minutes, three minutes. Yeah, and yeah. It, you had to start the movement or whatever last year before the time cap. So that could be what we see this year. That leaves right. us with, I mean, if we sna- if we get to preload the bar, I see a snatch happening at, at uh, you know, in the first 10 seconds, maybe another snatch at the one minute mark, maybe another snatch at the two minute mark or, or 145, maybe one at the 245. That's like four snatches. That's, I think that's all we get, maybe three or four cleaning jerks. So that's mm-hmm. a very tight time frame. Uh, makes me nervous, but it's the first event, and it would be fun to just get out there fresh and and throw down. Uh, I would love, I prefer to like have us be a little bit beat up, maybe have the 5K run on day one, and then the weightlifting on day two. But it looks like, at least on the schedule, it looks like we're doing that first and again, um, we'll see how it all plays out because these are just like two puzzle pieces with times or days that we kind of know that these are happening. The third announcement was that there would be a gymnastics test for the individuals. It didn't say specifically mm-hmm. that this was for the adaptive and age groups the way it said that for the other two events. So right. um, we can imagine that, you know, ideally we're doing somewhat of a gymnastics test since we're testing the other two uh, elements, uh, but it wasn't really specifically clear and uh, and okay. So we'll just we'll just wait and see. It's a wait and see situation. And um, individuals and teams will have a uh, Trek bike. Uh, Trek is a sponsor. Uh, I believe it was a Trek mm-hmm. bike. And I know that uh, I commented and Sam Dancer commented on that post that we would very much like bikes, too. We would very, very much like that. Uh but that's 140 uh, for just bastards. You know, call that 180 total bikes. If we're doing all the age groups, that's a lot of bikes to have to manage. So mm-hmm. probably not going to see that. But yeah. Um, yeah. That but the w- way they worded that, that was very specific to it, just oh, that was clear. Individuals and teams yeah. will be riding yeah these bikes. Dead yeah. clear. It was not a. There was no question. It was kind of like when they did the uh, the individuals did that uh, that bike. What was that? They went around the Coliseum a few times in the, in the bike. But- the, the the motocross the uh no the crit the, the crit. crit yeah i believe and yeah there was uh this thought like would masters do that ah no no they're not gonna have masters do uh, no, that unfortunately no. you don't want a bunch of masters riding bikes <laughs> that kind of speed around corners i think I mean, i'm sorry no <laughs> let's we, we saw how many how many accidents or near accidents oh my gosh the individuals i mean and chains falling yeah. off like i like i want equipment that yeah. i trust i trust a rogue barbell or pat and uh, I know Pat Fellner, this guy, <laughs> just such yeah, bad luck. <laughs> but that's what we've got on uh, on the news. It was it was just a a couple of uh, of announcements, not a ton of detail. But we can expect over the next uh, few days. It's Tuesday now, seven days until the Masters start. Uh, we'll start to see more and more fun information trickle out. And uh, of course, all of us will be online, just checking Instagram and and commenting and being yeah. excited about the about all this stuff as we go along. But uh, or. They could do what they did last year, and when they pull you in for the briefing, they say, "Okay, they're up on lot. They're live on the website. Take a look." I Everybody know. Pulls up their phone. Oh man, that was you, you. You've already you've already had some information. You've yeah. got the five k. You've got Hella, some version of Helen, yeah. and you've got um, Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Frankly, they've done a lot for the age groups. Way and, more than uh, they have in adaptives the past. right now. Yeah. yeah. So it might be radio silence until I know. You know what I would really Monday? appreciate. I don't know. I, I'm going to try to find a lake tomorrow to swim in. But I would really like if CrossFit would just announce something tonight that says lake or pool if we swim. I mean, we may not swim this year. We didn't. We Masters athletes didn't swim in 2019, but we swam every other year. 2019. So right. I'm always going to be mm-hmm. ready for the swim. But I would love to know if I should go be practicing in a lake, which is kind of a pain, or, or a pool, pool yeah. which is, you know, I don't know, a little more fun. And the kids can play out in the in the pool, too. But um, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to go after the hardest part tomorrow and just find a lake. I know a lake that I'll go swim in. Uh, and then we'll just wait and see. I, I bet you it comes Monday. <laughs> I bet you are <laughs> right. If that's your briefing, uh, I think your briefing day is Monday. Isn't I it? think it's Monday. Yeah. I haven't even I I haven't even looked that far. I just know that there's stuff happening. Registration is Sunday. Briefing is probably Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, then we compete. Go Monday. to Tuesday. Well, yeah, you're already there. You don't have to worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Just be at the right spot at the right time. I'm trained. I'm ready. Yeah. 
You're ready to go. Well, let's jump into this. We've got uh, sure. kind of something a little bit different today uh, where we're going to have Rick um, kind of, you know, well, I'm going to let you tee this up. I th- it was your idea and I love it. So I'm going to let you, you okay. tee it up. Okay. Well, it, combined, we were talking about mindset, uh, preparation for competition, what you're thinking about, not just for competition, but we'll have some fun here uh, with some specific events because I think what, what blew me away when we were talking about uh, might have been uh, semifinals, is you knowing how many thrusters you could hold for every 30 seconds or something like mm-hmm. that, even under fatigue, doing the math, knowing what your number was going to be for that little five-minute blaster. And I think uh, to be successful at the highest level, you really have to know capacity limits uh, and, and, and know the movements that are out there and what you can and can't do uh, when you're really trying to step on the gas or or you play the uh, play the waiting game after one or two rounds and then slowly reel um, mm-hmm. the leaders in. So the first thing I want to ask you is, speaking of mindset though, pull back and look at this from a total competition standpoint. You are preparing for a multi-day competition, okay? You know there's going to be, it's not going to be like Legends last year where we were inside, we knew it was going to be inside, here were your competition floors, and you couldn't get much more creative than that. You're preparing for a multi-day inside and outside competition. Uh, what are you thinking about going into three days? Yeah. You know, And you know, just give us a little yeah. insight into that mindset. Yeah. I, I, the, my mindset going into three days of competition is that, uh, one, I, I, I'm well-trained for this. This is this is three days of of intensity. Uh, no matter what I'm doing, whatever event we're on, uh, the stress will be super high. Tons of tons of uh, stress hormones jamming through my system. A uh, lot of nerves, a lot of adrenaline. You know, even without working out, all of that is super fatiguing. Um, so, but I but I've also been training um, at 150 percent for the past 12 weeks. So the mindset is that I am I'm prepared. I'm ready for whatever's coming. Um, you know, I. I, I, we'll have even when they announce the events at the briefing, or at least the first day of events at the briefing. Maybe they'll release them all, but um, sometimes they release them slowly. Like I can take whatever they give me and start to work my head through it because I've done this before. Um, this isn't new territory for me. I I don't have those beginner nerves. I have more of that. Tell me what it is so I can start to strategize. Um, but yeah, that my mindset is is fairly calm as I as I move into three days. I actually see it as like a delightful break from training. <laughs> you know, um, okay. training has okay. been yeah with without without nervous yeah uh, first time nerves like yeah yourself. yeah because you have the experience. Yeah. Someone else as a first time yeah uh, has a might be trained well yeah. like yourself yeah. but has to deal with initial. Initial overwhelm. Opening yeah. day theaters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt that on, I mean, I, I feel it. I'll, I mean, I'll be plenty nervous Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'll have all of those nerves of just pre-competition nerves. But the first year at the games for me, I mean, even going into the first event, my, I feel like I was shaking. I was so nervous for my very first event, which happened to be an obstacle course. Mm-hmm. It was a 500 meter run mm. into the obstacle course. And I mean, I was just overwhelmed with the sense of like, I can't believe I'm here. Um, I have absolutely no idea. Now, the obstacle course was a fair test of uncertainty. If we've never really done this, so you don't know what you're mm-hmm. getting in. Um, right. But it um, wasn't wall balls and rowing. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just going to suffer. No, I got to get over do. this thing and not fall right. here. And I got to jump across that thing and land on a log. Um, but this, yeah, this this time, um, yeah, the mindset is really I'm prepared. I'm calm. Uh, I know what to do. I know I know how to I know how to get things done. I know how to suffer. I know how to be strategic through workouts. Um, and so I'll probably be just trying to rest in those facts, even though I'll have nerves, even though I'll have uh, some some jitters. Just, just with the anxiety, the anticipation of, of competition, the uncertainty of the unknown, um, with all the what ifs, I fail. You know, what if I fail? That'll that sneaks mm-hmm. in. But I'll, I'll really be trying to lean into. I know what I'm doing. I'm well trained. I'm well prepared. I've done this before. I, I know how to win. Um, let's, let's do this. Let's. Let, I can't wait for the buzzer. Time to execute. Yep. Gotcha. Well, then I'll turn it around here now. Uh, from looking at it from a multi-day competition standpoint to I wanted to ask you about four tests, uh, two of which you have, were assuming not done, maybe you've practiced them, but they came from the games prior to you qualifying. And then two that you have some uh, experience on, and if you can recall back what your thoughts were. Uh, but first, 
okay, you're a, you're a 45 to 49 year old athlete in 2015. This is called the sandwich. Okay. Okay. And it came out, uh, I believe on the last day of the competition. All right. Uh, it was a 15 minute cap. So if that tells you something right now about what they're expecting, it was an 80 cal row. Oh man. It was 40 shoulder to overheads at 155 for 45 to 49 years. Yep. And then 80 deadlifts at 155. So 80, 40, 80 was the rep scheme. Yep. That's uh, the sandwich part. Yep. Row, shouldered overhead, dead. Wow. Weight remains the same. Yep. It's 155 for both. 15 minute cap. Okay. So the 80 calorie row is the trap. I mean, you could just, you could be done um, in, immediately. You could be standing at the barbell looking at it in pure agony if, if you destroy that row. So I'm excited for the deadlifts. I love deadlifts. So the fatigue by the time I get there will be and high, you know, it's a lot right. of work done before then. A lot of posterior chain from the rowing. Uh, and the shoulder to overhead is is very challenging there. So I, I, I approach the row probably trying to be around 20 calories a minute. Um, and that even seems aggressive. Like I, I think about the open workout that we opened up this year, 23.1. We opened with 60 calories on the row. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking right. that if I destroy that row, absolutely, then I will really hamstring myself for the rest of this workout. And you don't want to do that. This isn't where you win it. And I want to say that that row took me over three minutes, maybe 315. Uh, so it makes me think that that 80 calorie row is going to be a little even more fatiguing. Um, last day of competition, pretty tired. So probably four, four, to, four, four and a half minutes four on, to four and a half. on that yeah. row. And then it's get to the bar and I'm going to have to break that up like 40. It's, it's, it's five sets of eight. That's how I'm going to think about it in my head, right? Five sets of eight gives me four. Mm-hmm. But I'm really not going to go chip through five sets of eight. Uh, I really want to go like nine, nine, eight, seven, seven. I mean, that's just very easy for me to digest. I know I could do a set of nine. That's yep. that's uh, DT. You, you always right. like the descending. Right. Oh, you I always like descending. I like descending growth. I love descending rep yeah. scheme. And I know that I yep. can pop off nine. That first nine will be ter- will be okay. The second nine will be really tough. But then I only have eight after that. Uh, and then seven, seven. You know, like the first seven. This I always think of like this way. The first seven is almost like the last round if i can get through that all i have to do is seven more and i could i can torch my shoulders i can absolutely blow myself up uh with that last set of seven i get to 40 so nine nine eight seven seven uh gets me to 40 now i'm on deadlifts and i really feel like the deadlifts is going to be pure unadulterated grit and it's going to be where is everyone else right and if someone else is there then i'm gonna go until i'm my my lungs explode like i'm not going to let anyone beat me here so a lot of that is competition dependent yeah not i have a rep scheme in mind not there i had the rep scheme for shouldered overhead but now now it's i could do deadlifts forever right like i if this is close to the last event i mean i i i will put myself in the hospital if i have to (laughs) to to did not That's, stop doing deadlifts. It was second to last event. Don't oh, okay. do that before the last second event. to last yeah, event. Yeah. Okay, so I've got second. To last. I'm going to keep that in mind. Second. So probably not going to do yeah. eighty unbroken. Well, never doing eighty unbroken. But I'm not. Right. I, I'm my my rep scheme at the deadlifts in my mind are very dependent on what's happening in the moment. If I have time, if I get there first, and I kind of have an idea that I've got. 15, 20 seconds to, to spare. Um, I might chip off like a, a, bit, a set of 15 or 20, you know, and then as quick as I can, and then just pay attention to where my competitors are at that point and pace myself to stay just ahead. But um, I'm not, I'm not killing myself unless I have to, if I've got to chase someone down, then I, I might set the, the barns on fire and then just whatever happens on the next event happens. Um, I mean, these, these events, have, it, it's a funny thing, even if it's second to last event. And I, we did this at the games last year where second to last event or first event of the day on the last day was carrying Karen, which was a set the barns on fire. You're going to die on this. And then you got to go swim. And then you have another event later the day, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You, which we didn't know at the time. Right. I think. We didn't right. know, but you have right. to have to have to win events. Um, so that's what I would do. I would that that okay. that 80 would be on that deadlift dependent on what's going on around me. If I got to sell my soul, I will. If I have any kind of a lead, I'll tap the brakes and just just win assuming okay. that i'm ahead well yeah assuming you're ahead now uh, i'm sure we can find it back on the old uh 
in the old archives somewhere, mm -hmm. uh, especially on YouTube. Uh, Matt Swift won the event back in 2015. Can I guess this time? Uh, sure. Yeah, please. let's see. So we got four. It's like, like uh, let's be like four, seven, uh, 10.30. Very good. What do you get? 10.36. Oh, man. 10.36. Oh, right. Yep. That's fast. He, he, he won the games overall yeah. that year okay. uh, in 45 to 49. Yeah. Uh, but he did win the sandwich with a time of 10.36. Wow. Uh, second place. Oh, it was close. 1036.82 oh, second sick. place so he wow. won it by less than half a second so um that must have been a heck of a they finish. were suffering we'll yeah there was some the suffering future. happening there yep. wow there you go that's what i'm looking at and i'll give you the answer for the next one here too okay moving to 2017 okay. you were there as a as a spectator Correct. i believe um this was a year where i'll give crossfit uh uh kudos for a lot of coverage yeah. We watched, we're, we're still able to watch uh, these events. And I think the coverage was very, very well done. Last event, two-parter, Diane, right down the middle, 21-15-9, deadlifts and handstand push-ups, 225 for the men, uh, four-minute cap, two-minute reset, and then what they called the final couplet, which was six rope climbs, six 15-foot rope climbs, and 30 thrusters at 115 pounds, five-minute cap there. Yep. So... 11 total minutes, yep. four, two, five. Yep, got uh, it. And that was, that finished up the games yeah. for age groups up through 45 to 49. 50-year-olds had a, a little bit different, I believe. Okay. But all right. For for this sake today, Diane. Yeah, Diane. Final couple. We got this two-part workout, and Diane is going to mess up the thrusters in particular. Uh, so um, it's two parts, two scores, yeah? Two scores. So mm -hmm. it is two scores. So you've Correct. got this, you got this challenge of like, I can't sandbag Diane. I need those points and I need the points in the last event. This reminds me of the Legends Championship in 2022 in December. This year. Yeah, this yeah. year where we, we had a two part yeah. event, one minute reset between, and I had to win both to win Legends. If I mm -hmm. did not win both, I don't win Legends. Um, so yeah, you, it's, those are really tough ones. Diane is a, um, um, over, what's the right word when, um, un under, Underest underestimate people underestimate how hard Diane is. I guess is the right word. Absolutely, um, it's I agree. It's I very agree. hard, and I I would have historically tried to go unbroken, and I just think that's a mistake. Um, I think that right. this is just one of those workouts that that launches the heart rate so much that it really gets in the way of everything else. So I'm probably going to go um, 15 and six on the deadlifts. Real simple rep scheme there. 15 six, probably 15 six on the handstand pushups, uh, and I can do handstand pushups very well, but I want to control the heart rate. Mm -hmm. I want to control my pacing on the 15. I'm going to go nine six nine six. Um, those are doable sets all day long. I'm never going to struggle with nine, six, nine, six, uh, on either deadlifts or handstand pushups. And then on the last set of nine, I'm probably going to try to go for broke and go nine, nine. Again, what that allows me is this initial big chunk and then just six reps on that first set, uh, a big chunk of nine and only six reps. I like those. Those are easy psychological tasks for me to accomplish biting off a big chunk to start mm -hmm. and then leaving myself with only six reps. I can do six reps. I can, I can easily do six reps and really saving myself for that last set. When I go nine, nine um, and just try to hang on. If I've got to go six, three on the handstand pushups, I will. The deadlifts are a no brainer set of nine. And I think that Diane is probably, uh, probably about a three, three minute to three fifteen um, effort. Now I think I've done Diane in, okay. in the two thirties, like just ripping it mm -hmm. uh, as probably a 43 year old. Nowadays is probably over three minutes. Um, and again, it's it's there's gonna be some slight tweaks to that plan based on what's going on around me. You know, yeah. If I was gonna say, and knowing that you have only one minute reset. Only one minute reset. Before, well, you said two minutes. I got two minute reset. Here. Uh, I mean two yeah. minutes, two minutes. I'm no, sorry, two minutes. And two minutes yeah. is twice minutes. as long. And that's I will like two minutes, <laughs> I'm I'm recovered, man. I am good to go with two minutes. Um this morning I did a two K row as an example, and I I, I mean, I hit, I hit a heart rate that was so uncomfortable because I was trying to hit a certain time. So I, I'm pulling a 130 at the end of a 2K row to try to hit this time. And I get off the rower and I'm just going to die. And at the two minute mark, I looked at my watch. This is post row because I'm going to go run. But at the two minute mark, I looked down. And I was like, God, it felt like it had been five minutes. It had only been two minutes and I was good to go. I mean, I, I mean, I still felt I still felt it, but I was very calm. So I see right. a two minute reset as I, I can send it on that set of nine completely. Two minutes is all day for me to recover there. So I love two minutes. Um, so maybe I'm three minutes on Diane because I'm sending it. 
Okay. Two minute reset, six rope climbs. You know, it's funny. We've come a long way on rope climbs, I think, in the past uh, even five, six years. As as master's athletes, mm-hmm. we see rope climbs in everything. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's not touch and go six, but there's really not a lot of reset there. You're getting you're getting up there and sliding down, getting up there and sliding down, probably doing, I would say, six in a minute 30 to a minute 45, depending on your height. OK, um, there's, fa- there's, t- there's tall, there's faster rope climbers than, I, than me, but I would say a minute and a half. I, I know how many I can do in a minute fresh and I'm not fresh here. See, so that's some of the strategy. No, you're yeah. not. Not yeah, it's absolutely the last workout yep. of the competition. Yeah, it's the last workout. I'm not fresh. I've got all the adrenaline, but uh, I'm not fresh. And, and we've got rope climbs and thrusters, which is a push, a pull push workout, which is going to cause that heart rate to spike right up. as soon as we finish Diane heart rate which was spiked is going to come down as soon as they start the rope climbs we're going to be right back in the deep end of the pool i mean within 30 mm-hmm. seconds yep. we're back where we left off um so yeah i think I, th- I think that's a i think that's a minute and a half to minute three a minute and uh 45 second effort maybe a little faster there's going to be some giddy up depending on what my competition is doing around me uh but then on thrusters it's not 30 unbroken and probably we have to move the barbell forward no so yeah i think i think it was a 10 advanced... 10 10 uh, 15. Oh, or I think it was 15 and 15. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I would, which, I, which is a little tougher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have hoped that it was 10, 10, 10, because I think I could do 10, 10, 10. Um, it's the last event and I'm willing to, to just die. I just don't know if I could go 15 and 15. I imagine, I imagine a lot of the athletes went 15 and 15 because that's what was there. But, um, I, it's only 115. We've done heavier thrusters in competition. Uh, in 2021, mm-hmm. we had 165 pound thrusters Fit, for yeah. 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. Um, so that's 30 reps. And I would have that in my head. I would Mm -hmm. be thinking to myself, you know what? I did wall walks and heavy thrusters and I was, uh, I was unbroken on, I think I, I think I broke up one. So I am probably going to go, uh, 15, move that bar forward and, and try to go 15, just try for that second 15. Mm -hmm. And if I've got to go nine and six or 10 and five, and if anybody's with me, I'm never putting the barbell down unless and this definitely happens when you're doing anything overhead like that. If my sure. arms cannot lock out because I'm buckling and you fail, yeah, yep. then it's yep. time. Um, but if my arms are not locking out, and that's the funny thing about competition in that sense, you th- the panic is so high. Um, the sense that like if it if I can set it down because I I my other my competitors are are not there with me, I'll set it down. But if they're there and um, and if I think, cause I, you don't always know where someone else is at on their reps, especially you, you move the bar forward. Now mm-hmm. you get a reset, you know, where everyone's at. And then you start going again. You're like, I don't know. He might be doing faster thrusters than me. I've got to just keep going. Mm-hmm. I just got to go. Um, and th- here's this example. When we did this 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 wall walks and heavy thrusters at the games in 2021, my initial rep scheme on the 10 was like six and four, but I was right mm-hmm. next to my primary competitor and I needed to, one of us needed to win this event to win the games. Um, or at least win by one or two spots, something like that. It was really close. And I I started doing the thrusters. I was like, I don't think he's going to stop. I think he's going to go unbroken. And inside, I was like, I guess I'm going unbroken. And as I went up on like my seventh rep, he dropped. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm already here. I guess I might as well just finish these reps. I did three more and I moved on to the next wall walks. And I was worried, like, did I just make a huge mistake? Like, I just opened with a set of 10. He took the break. You didn't. Oh, my goodness. And I was able to hold on. Um, I took a calculated risk there, and that could have backfired, but it didn't. Um, With the last event, these are the last 15 thrusters I'm going to do for a little while here. Uh, Correct. 15 and 15 sounds pretty good. So time-wise, I feel like Diane is like three minutes. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Diane. Okay, three minutes. Yeah, Diane. Now, here here, here is uh, where uh, the 50 to 54-year-olds this year hope that Diane doesn't show up because Bob Ruano won it back then. Yeah. 217. Oh my gosh. That's Uh, so fast. Yeah. He flew. I remember watching that because Clint Paddock (laughs) took second at 307. Yeah. So he won by nearly almost a minute. Yes. Almost a minute. And then uh, the final couplet was James Grundler. Okay. Uh, Let me me think of the time on that. So a minute and a half. I will give it to you. And then we'll go. I remember watching that. Minute, minute. Wow. I I think three and a half minutes. Uh, Maybe no. I'll say I'll say three. I'll say 305 because that that could go fast. All right. Well, you're right in the middle okay. here uh, because Grundler won with a time of 227. Oh my gosh. Wow. And wow. John Lynch took second on the event at 341. So what you, a gap. Wow. Your timings and how you thought that that was 
going to go land you right in the middle. I'm average. <laughs> 227 wonderfully average wow that's fun it's this is fun this is like a like a, i feel like yeah. i'm a contestant on a on a on a show you know yeah game show yeah. <laughs> you got no <laughs> all right well now we'll move over to something where you do have some experience yes. uh event 7 2021 where they named the events they didn't come so this was uh this was everybody's worst nightmare double unders on the turf Oh, right. Uh, yeah. 15 bar muscle-ups, 30 cal ski, 100 double-unders on the turf. Yep. 12 bar muscle-ups, 30 cals, 100 double-unders. And then finishing with uh, 9 bar yep. muscle-ups, 30 cal ski, yep. 100 double-unders. Yeah, yeah. My... Pretty decent time cap. However, a lot of people got capped. Yes, it was all the double-unders were a problem. You know, doing double-unders on the turf without... Um without having options on your jump rope was was kind of tricky. What we found and we we knew this would be a problem is that a lot of us have these, you know, these speed ropes that are just, you know, they're featherweight. They're so thin, but if they touch a blade of grass, mm -hmm. they stop. Right. And that's um that's not good. So the 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 right way to approach that event was to have a slightly thicker rope um, or be prepared for that, which most of us have prepared for that now, that if we have to do double unders on the turf, we'll be ready. We've got dozens of ropes to choose from in our bags now. Um, but that 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 event, I took second place. Uh, it was a frustrating second place mm -hmm. because I was uh, I was ahead going into the last double under. But my approach to this event was absolutely easily unbroken uh, bar muscle ups. That's a huge strength for me. I'm very good at bar muscle ups. Mm -hmm. uh, they're very efficient. Right. Um, it's almost restful. So unbroken 15. Uh, I'm also really decent at the ski erg. And the complication of having the ski erg in this workout is that it, it's a double... Uh, stimulus to your pulling muscles you've got the bar muscle ups and the skier which are a very similar mm -hmm. movement for the body so you're, you're creating twice the fatigue and then the double unders were just aggravating you know it just aggravates the heart rate if we were yeah. doing that oh, on, yeah. on, yep. on 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 uh, something a harder surface i think um i think we all we all struggle a little bit less but it was also interesting to do double unders on the turf you've got to jump higher uh it was a, a mm -hmm. brand new stimulus for us the, they were very challenging double unders and when you got yourself into a big set you just hung on for dear life because it was working uh i mean i tripped on the first set of double unders 10 or 20 times i mean it was 10 or 15 times. It was insane how hard it was. Going to second set, yep. um, I think I've developed a little bit of a lead here, uh, but I'm really keeping an eye on the guys right next to me. We're all kind of toe-to-toe -to -toe in the standings. Uh, nine, I have 12 muscle-ups, no problem. Uh, the ski erg, I had a, uh, a calorie uh, target that I was trying to hit, or you know, like calories per hour. And so- a Calorie per yeah, hour. Calorie per hour. Right, I was able right. to hold- uh, that pace. So I'll, I could share what that pace is for 30 calories, but uh, with one week to the games, I'm not going to share specifically what that pace was. I just knew Correct. this was a pace that I could hold and it wasn't too aggressive. Correct. I, it was it was a solid like zone two pace for me. Uh, I knew my heart rate was going to get crazy there, and I was going to get to re get a reprieve on all of these pulling muscles in the double unders, uh, or while I battled my way through the double unders. And so by the third round, the strategy was to get to the double unders with enough lead that I can just chip away at those and hopefully stay way ahead. Um, unfortunately, Jason Lucanon. Uh, just mm -hmm. crush the double unders on that last one. He got to the, he's also a very gymnastics-y kind of a guy. And so he was pretty efficient on his bar muscle-ups. I think I got to the double unders at least 20 or 30 seconds before him. And then I just yeah. got stuck. I got so stuck. Uh, and I wasn't like super worried about it. Everyone else was stuck behind me, but he was, um, I mean, he got me by 20 or 30 seconds. And uh, uh, did he? Just 11 seconds. Oh, 11, 11 seconds. Short, I mean, right? yeah. if, 11 it seconds. felt like he so. got me by 11 minutes. I mean, yeah. I'm watching. He had enough time to run to the end and cross cross the finish yeah, line. Yeah, and take a and nap. You yeah, he could he yeah. could run across the finish line. Already do his post-games interview before I got there. <laughs> I mean, it's what it felt like. But yeah, yeah. 11 yeah. seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah there, were, there, were, there, were, there were more people capped that I, again, yeah. you were talking field of uh, 20. Field of 20 yeah. here uh, for this event. I remember they cut, I think, after this, this they event. They did. Yeah. So um, there, there were a number of people that got capped yep. in the in the larger field. Yep. But uh, your timing was right there. It was. Uh, and then we'll move. Let's do it. Funny that you bring it. Oh, bring this ahead. last one. Bring it. I was going to say you 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 already meant you already mentioned it. <laughs> we're going to look to last year, Carrie and, Karen. and we're going to talk about Carrie and Karen because it was a it was just a a slugfest. Yes. Um, for those not familiar with it, it was a, it's the length of the, uh, turf at North park. It's 168 feet. So I won't say that each time, but it was one length of a Husafel carry 50 wall balls. Uh, thankfully for the masters, it were to a 10 and a nine foot 
split target for the men and the women. Although when you looked up, you saw the 12 and 11, if I recall. Yeah, they, right? was, they were there. Yeah, or, or 11, and 10, 11 and 10 or something. It was, they were the taller targets for the individuals. And you're like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I'm not doing that. Um, 50 wall balls, uh, same length carry for the uh, double jerry bag carries, uh, 40 wall balls, a sled push, which was the alpaca sled. Yes. Um, our sleds were unweighted. You had a Husafel a bag yeah. in yours, I believe. We did. Yeah, that was that was tough. 30 wall balls. And then you had to reverse the order by taking the implements from one end of North Park back, mixing in just 20 wall balls and 10 wall balls. And your final 168 foot length was the sled push. Yes. Uh, cap was 16 minutes, I think. I think so. Yeah. I think it was 16 yep. minutes. I was, uh, and again, smaller fields, yep. not everybody finished. Yep. In fact, in my division, men and women think I was the only one who finished. I'm not about, I'm just sure about the women, uh, okay. but I think I may have been the only one on that field that finished that event with one second to go. I mean, my time was, if the time cap was 16, I was 1558. Um, correct. Right there. I, so, f- f- yep, 1558. Yep. Boom. I mean, yep. I was, and no one else, finished. no one else finished. So, yeah. uh, this workout, you we were allowed to put that Husafel bag, uh, I think it was 200 pounds, on our shoulder or up onto our back. Mm-hmm. That was the saving grace for carrying it across the field. It was no problem. Mm-hmm. You just shuffled, you walked fast or, or ran across the field with it up on your shoulder. My mistake in that workout was that I started to drop that bag before I crossed the line. It's kind of like someone who celebrates a, you know, a touchdown and they, they, they spike it. As Before they cross the, the line, crosses. yeah, yeah. I got called back. I had to pick the bag up, carry it across the line, drop it. And in my mind, what I told myself then was, well, I've got to do 50 wall balls unbroken then. Like, I don't have time to break the wall balls now. I was planning on like 30, 20 on the wall balls or 35, 15, right. just to keep things calm. Not now. So I went 50 unbroken. And then you you actually went all the way back down across the field to grab the jerry cans and walk those. 100 pounds 100 each. pounds each. And they yeah. were... They were, uh, I mean, it was just, it wasn't terrible. Uh, We weren't like sprinting down the field. We're recovering from 50 wall balls. So we, we, we got down the field, carried our cherry bags. um, And it was in the 40 wall balls. That set, I believe I broke like maybe 30, 10, just a really quick break to relieve the tension. Uh, Then it was down the field and it was pushing the alpaca sled with the Husafeld bag on it. And that's where we all uh, were punched in the face straight straight in the face you you started moving this thing and you got maybe 20 steps i always count my steps so it was like let me just get to 20 steps and i'll take a break and i got to 20 steps and my heart was on fire like my legs were on fire my heart was on fire i i looked around at like everyone else just thinking like is everyone else dying right now because oh my god this doesn't move and everyone else is looking at each other like Mm -hmm. like like we all got punched in the face like oh my god this thing is it going? So then now it's this is terrible. it's terrible. It's just ten steps, ten steps, ten steps, ten steps. Finally, I get that thing across the field, and I strategically turn my uh the, my sled around. Um, I may have been first to get it across. I may have been second. I can't remember, but I got my sled turned around because I knew that what what after I do those last set of wall balls, I do not want to turn the sled around and then have to push it. And that's just kind of customary for me. Turn the sled around when I'm done with right. it, so I can be ready to go. Well, there there's something that is um, mixed in here some of the lessons that you're teaching about uh, being strategic with positioning of, of equipment, yes. knowing what you have to do next. Yes. So those are things that you'll think about and you rehearse yeah. uh, maybe a little bit in your mind yeah. uh, before an event, oh, yeah. because we haven't even mentioned in all this, and I'll let you keep going with that, but talking about transitions, transitions in, the, in, the, in many events are just as important sometimes as the movements themselves because of the distance that you have to cover. Yes. Um, and a slow walk versus a jog it's huge. Um, can make the difference in, in many points yeah. and many finishes. Yeah, seconds so and here, seconds. you thought enough to turn the sled yep. around yep. to go. Yeah, I thought if, okay. if I got if I got to do this in a hurry, I want to get to the sled and push immediately. And I've got time right now okay. to turn this around. Um, and I just figured everyone would turn it around. Like, you know, I just think like this is... Maybe they did. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. the rules of chess are the rules of chess. Everyone knows how to play. Um, so just play. I don't know. Um, so I turned it around, got to the wall, some whatever, 30 wall balls. Um, but again, you you mentioned the transitions. I, I felt like it was really important in this workout to just pick up the ball and start going. Uh, the pain level was super high. Our heart rates were super high. It was pretty hot out there at that point. Um, but if you just get the wall ball and uh, yeah. just get it moving, like that's everything. And if I get nine reps in and I've got to take a break, okay, I'll cross that bridge. But I'm not going to stand there and lose 
10 seconds because I'm tired. Just pick up the wall ball and go. Um, and there's also this part, in fact, in fact, uh, Grundler, who was uh, the announcer during that particular workout, he had mentioned this, that like, there's just something psychological that if I've got a slight lead and, you know, as, as everyone else is getting back to the wall balls, I'm already working. There's almost a, a like, I, I, I want, I, I'm fighting for a second yeah, place attitude. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you don't always have the opportunity to do that. I'm not necessarily thinking that overtly while I'm doing it. I'm just grateful that I'm I'm already on wall balls and I've I've already done ten before someone else right, starts. Right. Hey, I'm trying to I'm get, trying the, get work the work done. done. So yeah. whatever you know, we do the wall balls, carry the jerry bag, wall balls, who uh the jerry cans, wall balls, and now we gotta push the sled again to finish this off. And here's where it gets really tricky. I know what I'm about to do. I know how terrible the sled is. Um I know we're running out of time. So I jam that sled. I get 20 steps in because I felt good for the first 10 steps. I'm like, okay, now we're moving it. But it doesn't matter. By 20 steps, we're back into the hole that we were in before. 10 steps stop, 10 steps stop, 10 steps gasping for air. And I look back and my uh, second place guy is my primary competition. He's right there. Um, he's still way back there. He's never going to catch me. I've got this huge lead. And I'm actually kind of mm-hmm. basking in this lead. Like, it doesn't matter how fast I go. I've got this. And then I realize there's stripes mm-hmm. on the field that put us if he passes a stripe he gets a point if he passes the next stripe, you might, you might not have passed the stripe yes. and he just now passed one. They, I, you're in the same I get spot close. even though yes. you're, you're physically I'm 20, 20 30 feet yeah ahead. i'm 30 feet Correct. ahead he passes the stripe i'm like oh my god we're tied right now we're tied there's 30 seconds Correct. left but we're tied i push that sled like crazy across the blue stripe and i lay on the ground and that's not the finish line the finish line is past the blue stripe so they're like, God, you yep. got to go. You got to go. And so I get back and I, t- I push that sled with everything I'm like, I've got across the line. I get across. I hear the, the, the buzzer and I got that extra point, which means I did not tie in that event. Um, and when we think about things right. like that, I won that event. That was the beginning of the third day. And then I ended up winning the swim event, which was the second event that day. And that specifically, those two events locked me in first place before the final event happened. So my stress level, everything after the swim was like, I've, I just won the games. Okay, all I got to do is go out there and just mm-hmm. do the last event. It doesn't matter now. And that's an amazing feeling. But if I would have tied on that at last event, there would have been a lot more stress going into the swim event, which Correct. who knows where, what that would have done. And then that would have been a lot more stress going to right. the last event. So there's this compounding effect of like, it, it, like you said, on every transition, every second, every placement. And like, even though I was 20 feet ahead, we were tied and just having the the, the situational awareness mm-hmm. of that, realizing that um, it wasn't like people in the crowd could yell that at me. It's such mass chaos. You just don't know what's going on. But it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, crap, we're tied. I've got to get across the line. There's 20 seconds to go. And I blew up my heart. And they told us, they told us specifically, do not lay down on that grass. It's a hundred and thousand yes, degrees. You could burn an egg on that grass. Do not lay down. I pushed across. I laid on that grass. And I actually was the funniest part was I got up at the end of that. And uh, actually, I was down there. and They tapped me like, dude, we got to go. You got to get up. And so one of the event staff, he's like, do you want to put your arm on my shoulder? I'm like, nah, 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 I'm fine. And we took about five steps and I regretted what I had said immediately. Like I could really use his shoulder right now. I, I could use it so bad, but I walked off the field, uh, got hydrated and, and we moved on. But, um, but part, part of that is um, you talked about awareness. Yeah. Um, not every athlete has built that up. Yeah. Uh, it's one thing to build up capacity to do 50 wall balls unbroken. Again, um, see, that's where you, knowing yourself as a competitor, I think you you realize where you're at. For other Masters athletes, we have to recognize where we're at with our capacity. Yeah. Um, even people at the games, not everybody did 50 wall balls unbroken. Right. Uh, you know, heat, fatigue, knowing your limits. Like, I need to break here or else I will pay for it on the back end. But again, things like situational awareness. Uh-huh. Um I think you pick these skills up as you compete more and more. Uh, and then, then you have a plan of attack yeah. where your fitness is there because of what you've trained. But now the mental side has kicked in and I know how to approach these. Um, there's really, you're taking, you're eliminating a lot of things that uh, are, anything that happens to you is really out of your control now. Mm-hmm. An equipment, piece of equipment failure or malfunction, you know, you can't game for that, whatever. Right. So be it. But, but things that you can control, you've now put a game plan in place. Mentally. Yes. And I think that's what we wanted to cover. Yes. 
uh, covered yep. this week. That was fun. That was really fun. So th- th- thanks for playing. Oh, the yeah. game. Thanks for playing the uh, CrossFit Games event. Uh, you know, it's it's we'll do it it's again. a lot like um, <laughs> poker players will tell you that they can just recall every every time they had quads or every time they had mm-hmm. aces cracked or they won or lost. Poker players can recount those stories, and 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 uh, we do the same thing in CrossFit. We, you and I, we remember you know seventeen point one, oh, yeah. you know eighteen point three. The, the the quarterfinals test in 2019 where we had 80 burpees into a 4k row i mean we could just talk about so many things we just recall and recall and recall all those events well that was fun um rick we didn't even talk about this before the show i have a pick of the week do do you have one or do- I, I do okay. but i'll tell you it's a half a pick and a half explain. a pick it is why don't you it's 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 an it's another re- it's another review well go for it I mean, give us the half pick. We'll take it. <laughs> uh, maybe about a month ago, I was nice, I was fortunate enough to get a, a, one of those nice discount codes on uh, Reebok, uh, new shoes. So I uh, received a pair, bought a pair of uh, X3s, their newest Nano. And I, you know, if you know me, I'm a Nano fan. Yep. Uh, I just like the way they fit, feel. I think each successive pair has has taken less time to break in and have been ready to go uh, than the previous uh, edition. Right. I, I think you can, they're, they're getting better to run in. They're not perfect, but they're getting better to run in. They're certainly good to lift in and did then in the middle sweet spot, everything else. So I have not uh, broken these out of the box yet. So they arrived. Uh, I will give you a review on them after I break them in and get working on them. But I'm excited good. too, because it's a new X3. Um, and uh, by the look of them, they look sharp and they're certainly, they look uh, like they're built uh, to take uh, rope climbs, which I know in the past, yeah. uh, that's been my biggest hang up with uh, nanos is they, they shred on the inside as I come down yeah. on the rope over and over. So well, I'm that's excited. A good thing. I, we'll get, we'll get back to you. I'll tell you what, I'll do the other half of that when we, when you do, we'll be, we'll be able to sort of give our review. I'm Reebok is sending pairs as part of the Madison travel fund. So if they're going to send you a right. pair right. and if you wear them at the games, you can be entered into a a potential drawing uh but they're going to send a pair so i'm excited for the x3s too i'm i rebox fit my feet and uh i love them uh my pick of the week is a podcast and uh a friend of mine turned me on to this podcast i i listen to a lot of podcasts when i'm training just love to just love to listen to podcasts so um it's not about sports although i I actually i'll I'll probably be listing off a few podcasts i like to listen to going into the future because i i listen to a bunch but the one i've been so entertained by lately uh because of my entrepreneurial spirit it's a podcast called my first million and it's a business podcast it's just it's two guys I don't know how they came up with this idea. There's two guys that just talk to each other. And oftentimes they get on the podcast. They're like, hey, what are we talking about this week? And they just jump into something. Um, I think they record twice a week. And sometimes they have guests as well. But they've been very, very successful as entrepreneurs in their businesses. Um, and it's, it's just incredibly entertaining. They're really, really funny. They touch on topics all over the place. You know, nutrition, fitness. They're both uh, independently uh, entrepreneurial. Uh, what's the right word? Economically free. They've both sold their businesses. They're free. They're mm-hmm. young guys. They're in their, right. they're in their 30s, early 40s. Uh, but it's a really fun podcast. And uh, if you get a chance to... To, to take a listen. They have been doing this for a couple of years. So I think they're in the hundreds of podcasts. So just find one that looks interesting. They have great titles uh, on their podcast. And um, okay. if you're an entrepreneur, if you just kind of like to think in creative business ways, um, even investing, these guys are pretty fun. And they have entertained me through this particular games training season. I have listened to dozens there of episodes. Go. We appreciate uh, that. Tons of them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Rick, thanks for jumping we'll on this week. Well. I know you've got a Thank busy you. week, as do I, but uh, we're excited uh, to see what happens at the games next week. And we will see if, how, when we can record next week. Uh, it's a busy week, but uh, at some point we'll release a podcast uh, either during the games or just after the games and we'll get to uh, dig into all the goodness from the games Uh, anyway excellent looking forward to it all the best well guys thank you for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast if you found this episode to be helpful we'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community until next time get bolder not older see ya